What's up, what Oasis up? people? I think at this point, that is my trademark slogan. Yeah. Basically. You know, you people got, are making fun of it. Uh, yeah, they're copying on the small group video. Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, all all successful things have opposition. Yep. So as What Up Oasis <laughs> fam is on the rise, people are going to come yeah. against it. They don't they don't want to see What Up Oasis yeah. fam. Didn't they thr- say isn't there like a quote that like mockery is the greatest form of flattery? Sure. Let's take I it. Feel like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like so What Up Oasis that. fam? That's my that's Glad to see you. You guys got to get catchphrases. Catchphrase. I always say bye. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I, I realize that now. Also, shout I out my peace. wife. Um she's made me very insecure and now I can no longer <laughs> say the word duality on the podcast. That's mm. one of those words where it's like, I didn't even know I said that. <laughs> I like it. It sounds nice. I like the word. I don't feel like I... That's what I said. She said, you say that all the time. And I was like... I actually sure? know. Are you sure? She probably just it. picked up on it and then just, that's all yeah, she did. Yeah, she's binging them. And yeah. so when you listen to them all oh. back to back, it's like... It's like when you notice something, then then you really It's because she's it. not one of the real Next ones she's that gonna be like, you say the word Jesus too much. And I'm going to be like, Allison? I'm not changing that. Jesus, stay number one. The duality of this podcast for all of my fans out there. No, no, no. Let's tell a story. We're going to talk testimonies. So let's yeah, tell a story yeah. of when you had an epic fail. Oh, boy. I know you guys. I have, wasn't prepared. You guys have taken some L's. Uh, yeah. As a worship pastor, I think one of the great, you ever seen like worship fails? The yes. Instagram? Yeah. So, 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 so good. Love it. 90% of the time, they're just guitar solos that are bad. But I've definitely had that moment where. Oh, the drum solo. I'm thinking of it. The drum oh, the solo Ocean's during Ocean. Oh, so <laughs> funny. So funny. You got to go look it up. It's funny because that drummer did not, they, they were not doing a fail. No. They were doing what the they most. thought they yes. supposed to be doing and yeah. it was not good amazing um, okay. sorry it is going. a funny video um so when you play guitar you can use a capo mm-hmm. which is a it's a long story but it changes the sound of your strings we don't need to get into theory um there have definitely been times where i have put my capo on wrong mm. and started a song and then when the rest of the band comes in it's like oh shoot this is very wrong yeah um and one time i did that at youth and it was one of those things where it's like normally i could just fix it and go on but with youth they were so confused and like yeah. i had to stop and be I like think i was there Look, I this is I, I messed this up this is my fault we're gonna start over <laughs> again and that's that's a cringy kind of that's good. fail moment it's, it's good yeah. it's good humbling it is good humbling Dylan, what about mm-hmm. you you got an epic fail i'm in panic mode right now <laughs> thinking about this so how about you go okay <laughs> This might be your epic fail right here. This might be it. I would say uh, most Sunday nights, I feel like I have at least one epic fail Mm -hmm. where I'll say something. And there, I I kid you not, it's like a ripple effect from the front (laughs) to the back as people catch on to the dumb thing Brendan has just said. Like the time I said the, what was it, the the house you drive? (laughs) Or like this last week I was really- Foot and mouth syndrome. This, Yes. My mind's going too fast. That's the problem. Yeah. Like this last week, I was really nervous. I was telling the story about how my wife and I share the same bed. And I, the whole time, was trying to be really <laughs> conscious that it didn't actually accidentally slip into this area of... Like, we sleep together. Yeah, we sleep yeah. together. And uh, people are like, oh my gosh, this well, is getting I mean, kind of graphic. And yeah, then, but you don't need to share. Yeah, yeah, right. Everybody's kind of like weirded out. But So every Sunday night, I feel like I have at least one epic fail. But it keeps me humble. It keeps you relatable, too. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's what Craig, Craig O'Shelley always says uh, that people would rather follow a leader who's real than a leader who's always right. That's so maybe good. that's just my realness. There you go. Do you have one? It's fun. Yeah, I think mine is the con- the lack of consistency with recording this podcast <laughs> that I consistently <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> either mess something up in this area. Welcome. Or you know what? Actually, I just realized my failure. I'm recording this in 4K, which well, means which you don't want to do. Which I don't want to do. Just you want to cut it, start over? No. Okay. <laughs> This this file will be like 100 gigabytes, <laughs> but it looks clean. It looks yeah. great. And then it just means I get to spend an hour looking at my computer load 
later. Yeah. We so. could take a quick pause and you can reset it and we'll just jump right back in. Nope, we good. All right, we're rolling. All right, we're going to make it Lick way the hard and send it, baby. <laughs> Welcome to 4K Oasis Podcast. 4K. Maybe it I'll upload it in 4K. 4K. I'm going to upload it in 4K. Wow. We'll see what happens. I don't even know what that means. You two probably won't know what to do with that. I'm sure they'll figure it out. <laughs> Anyways, besides the point, welcome. If you're on the, the video, you now yeah. have high quality video. Yeah. If you're on the sound, it doesn't affect you at all. No. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> now you know that I don't know what 4K is. Besides the fact, <laughs> let's talk about uh, testimonies. What yeah. What are testimonies? Why is it important? What do we even mean by that word? Let's jump in there. Yeah. I mean, a testimony is, a, is, is simply just a sharing of a story. Yeah. Um, usually those testimonies have, I mean, in the way we use it in the church, like a positive connotation, That's but good. you can get court testimonies that are yeah, always positive. So it, it's sharing of a, story, of a story, not usually like a fiction made up story, but mm-hmm. um, like a personal real eyewitness kind of testimony, yeah. story, revelation. Revealing. And the <laughs> reason we talk about stories is because stories are really powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even our current series, why, not, why would we take time to talk about parables? Yeah. Because Jesus is telling us some stories to help us understand the secrets of the kingdom. That's really good. You know, mm-hmm. like there's just this power that is stories and we are storytelling people. Yeah. yeah. I, I think people don't often realize why they are drawn to the things that they're drawn to. Mm-hmm. So, for example, someone be like, I love movies. And yeah. when, you, when you peel that back, it's like, why do you love movies? Well, I love the plot. I love the character development. I love the narrative of it. And it's like, okay, you like the story. Like, yeah. oh, I love this book. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like a nonfiction book, like some of the history books or like biographies I've read, like I read the Will Smith biography. I think I mentioned that on here. But like that it is so cool because you could see the arc of his life, the story of his life. Yeah. So we're drawn to these things, these plots, these books, these movies, even songs, you know, mm, yeah, songs, songs that have stories, narrative yeah. and tell a story. Like, oh man, we really like that because mm-hmm. stories are powerful. Why would you say as people we're drawn to stories? Because we're the people <laughs> of a storytelling God. Boom! Knocked go. it out of the park. Good job, Dylan. <laughs> there you go. That we I, are. I would say that they could go listen to my summer sermon about where I talked about this, but I didn't record. Epic, Epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> the timing was great. Yeah, yep, good. Together. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are the Amayo Day. We are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get to rant a little bit about myself. I'm the young adult and creative arts resident pastor. Yep. And so my job is creating. And so one of my favorite passages of text is Genesis 1, where the first thing we learn about God is that he creates. That's good. Um, and it's like that literally powers everything that I, I do that I'm passionate about is like God created. So like we should create that because we're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we even see that through like the first few books of the Bible that creation in Genesis, we see the story and, and the narrative um, in these books, mm-hmm. the narrative book of Exodus, um, the story of the Israelites that most of the old Testament is literally just the story of the mm-hmm. Israelites yes. and their relationship, their uh, like, pursuit of god and therefore also lack of pursuit mm-hmm. of god yeah and they have different characters that yeah. bring in you know like the yeah. prophets come in the judges come in the, yep. the kings come in but it's all the same narrative of this story mm-hmm. of how do these people relate to god it's so good yeah, yeah. and then of course you finish out with the gospels where it's literally the story of jesus mm-hmm. the pioneer and perfecter of our faith yeah who yeah. came down mm-hmm. in, like god embodied as flesh here on the earth yeah. to come and save his people and then do you get the story of the early church yeah. yeah, through the letters of Paul and all the other books in the New Testament. Right. And like mm-hmm. even the book of Revelation, you could say yeah. it's the story of the end times, you know, yeah. uh, we can debate that. But really, it's like <laughs> it's this we're drawn to be storytelling people. We're drawn to the story, to the narrative, because God's a, he's a narrative mm-hmm. God that honestly, you could probably sum up the whole Bible as it's God's love story yeah. Yeah. of how who he is and how we can relate to him and how we can connect with him. That's that's the Bible. It's one mm-hmm. big, giant, awesome love story book. Otherwise. 
when we take that testimony idea, being created in the image of God, being storytelling people, I think the next leap is to just talk about how you have a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you guys say to that? Yeah. I mean, if you are alive and breathing and, and existing, there's a story being written of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that God is writing that story. He is moving um, you as to go with the metaphor as characters yeah. through this story, mm. through this plot, that his will is the story of your life. Um, and so it's important to recognize that you're not just an aimless clump of sails floating around <laughs> yeah. in history, but there's a story yeah. and there's significance in your story. Mm-hmm. And we can even push into like what significance you play in the larger story. Yeah. yeah. That's probably a whole mm-hmm. nother conversation. Like really the story is not about you, the big picture. Yeah. It's about God. Yep. We are minor characters, very, very minuscule characters in God's larger story. But the story mm-hmm. of your life is should be hugely impacted by who God is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in your story, you are the main character. <laughs> this is funny. We keep going with this analogy. <laughs> and that matters. And God's doing something. Mm-hmm. Like even this last week or two weeks ago, whenever this comes out, at kickoff, when I finished that message, we had chatted about, okay, how do we want to finish this night? Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to be a really powerful night sharing the prodigal son story. Like, what do we want people to be able to leave or to put a marker down with? And we wanted people to recognize that like everybody has a story and God yeah. is working and moving in everybody's life. And we didn't know where everybody came into that moment with what their story was, but maybe for some people, and we think it was, and we, we've had conversations where we've seen it be, that was a significant point in their story. Mm-hmm. Like a, a turn of a new leaf, a new chapter, mm-hmm. something starting afresh and anew is maybe they've come back to God. Maybe they've rededicated their life to God. Maybe they've just recognized the love of a father. They've tried, they were trying to live faithful, but they didn't really know who God was. And now that, that, that chapter has started anew mm-hmm. and afresh because God is turning a new leaf. He's yeah. writing a new page to that story. And that's super awesome. Yeah. So good. Otherwise, like besides that, we can use some personal examples here at the table, mm-hmm. but if someone's hearing this for the first time and they're like, okay, I recognize I have a story, how would we ar- encourage them to start to articulate that story? Because mm. yeah. as much as we can recognize it, half the power, if not more than half the power, comes from being able to tell other people about the mm-hmm. story. If God is yeah. doing something in our life, how do we tell people about that story? How do we tell people mm-hmm. our testimony? Yeah. But the reason we do that is twofold. It as we tell our stories, it can even reveal things we've missed or Good. that we don't yeah. see yeah. in ourselves. Yeah. It can build us up in our faith and our relationship with God, but also it can be an encouragement and building mm-hmm. up to those that hear the story. Oh, for so sure. So it's not just like, it goes both ways. It's going to encourage others and it's going to encourage mm-hmm. and build you up too. Yeah. I remember when I first came to Christ, I was so passionate about telling people about Jesus, mm-hmm. which you should still be passionate about. Telling <laughs> about. It's changed for me, but I'm still <laughs> passionate about telling people about Jesus. And I asked someone, I said, how do I prove that God is real to someone? Mm-hmm. And we sat down and we wrote out all these things. It's like, oh yeah, you can look at the authenticity of the Bible and you can look at the people who died for Jesus and you can look at like the way creation and Romans talks about all of creation uh, testifies to God. Yeah. Like, we wrote mm-hmm. all that down. And at the end, this guy turned to me and he said, but really what you should do is you should tell him your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everybody can debate facts and ideas and, and philosophies and theologies. That Those are all debatable. But what God has done in your life and who he has been to you, nobody can debate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's your experience. That's your story. Tell them of that. Yeah. And that maybe will prove to someone that God is real. Yeah. I thought that was so powerful. That's so good. That's so yeah. good. So how mm-hmm. do we encourage yeah. someone to take that step to start to share their story? What'd you guys think? Yeah. Start telling it. Yeah. And, and also like start. understand the way to articulate it is there's like sort of like a past, present, future that there good. is yeah. probably uh, like for most people a time without God. Um, then there's a time where you met God and now there's life with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, what points can you articulate from those um, that, that show who God is? So like, mm-hmm. 
life without God. Maybe you said like, you know, I didn't, I didn't need God. Like I'm fine on my own. Like I've made it this far. Like, Mm -hmm why would I ever need God to come help me? Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah. you got hit by a freight train. You're like, all right, I need Jesus. <laughs> and then Metaphorically but, or literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not literally. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I mean, maybe. But, <laughs> maybe. But, but yeah, then you're like, all right, then you recognize mm-hmm. the need and then that's where you met Jesus and yeah. where you had that moment, like on a Sunday night or, you know, maybe for a lot of people, like, you know, it's like, like camp or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe for some, somebody who was in a Walmart bathroom, you never yeah. know. Like, <laughs> It's all yeah. over the place that mm-hmm. people meet Jesus in crazy ways and crazy mm-hmm. places. But then also it's very, very important. And I think this is where a lot of us lack. That's good. Keep going. Is that you need to tell people about your life after Jesus. That a lot of the times when we share our stories, we share our stories of like, yeah, I was like this like ro- dirty, rotten sinner before I knew Jesus. <laughs> then I met Jesus. He came and changed my life. And like, that's my story. But then you miss the whole, like, the honestly, the best and biggest picture of like, yeah. What comes post Jesus? What comes is, with, yeah with Jesus? Yeah, with yeah, like is so much more important than what was pre Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's the consistent like yeah, work good. that He's doing that's in your good. life. Yeah. That's the what you need to testify. I mean, it's the word mm-hmm. testimony. The the main word is testify to proclaim something that that you know to be true. Um, and so if you are continuing t- to testify, like, yeah, this is my story. This is what Jesus mm-hmm. has done in my life. Like, he has saved me from this, delivered me from this, led me into this, provided in this way. That is is mm-hmm. what it, people are going to grab onto. They're like, that that dude knows Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that girl knows Jesus. Like, they, he has been working, like, in their lives, like, mm-hmm. doing some crazy move of the Spirit. And, like, that's the important part mm-hmm. to share. Like, that's the point you need to drive home right there. Mm. That's so good. And I'm, I even think of, like, the times I've maybe shared my testimony or the times that I've walked alongside other people and we put so much focus on the pre-Jesus stuff. You're right, yeah, man. Yeah. Like we're like, yeah, I was in the club and I was sleeping with whoever and yep. the parties were epic and I was getting all this money. And like, I, 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 we, we talk so much about just the sin that we were in and we put so much of an emphasis on that because I think in some ways it connects with people who are sinners. Yep. We're, we're trying to make them see that we were once like you and then we have mm-hmm. this moment where we meet Jesus or for some people you don't have that moment, but you have this transition where mm-hmm. like Jesus became really real to you and you tell people about that but then we're afraid to tell people about what it looks like to live with Jesus because yeah. mm-hmm. we're like oh that actually takes commitment and yep. that can take like a lot of energy and a lot mm-hmm. of focus and a lot of hard work and we don't want to scare people with that mm-hmm. so we'd rather just yeah. connect with them in their story tell them about who this Jesus guy is but mm-hmm. not invite them into something so much greater this eternal life that Jesus is yeah. actually offering us yeah, so that's good. good. And I think too, like this is just one method of doing it. And I think we'll share a couple others, yeah. but sometimes you don't have to give like the testimony. Like yeah. this is my whole overview of like life with Christ. You but got maybe 40 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it, maybe it could be a quick hour. testimony about something specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're summarizing a plot of something. So it's not like, here's when I met Jesus, but it's like, hey, I had this desire. I was that's in good. this pain, struggling mm-hmm. with this thing. And then God revealed this solution and there was this outcome that came out of it. So it can be specific that maybe we'll connect with someone with specifically yeah. where they're at, yeah. that they don't need the whole life story, yeah. the whole overview, but they need a specific, hey, I was struggling with um, a depression and I, and I had this desire to not feel alone. And then God showed up and put this person in my life who was able to walk through me through the mental health struggle and, and get me help. And then the outcome has been that now, like, like I, I get to do that for other people or, or yes. God has healed me of that thing, you know? So like, that's an example for my life. Yeah. Um, but so that's, that's one way yeah. to share a story. It doesn't that's have so to be good. the grand every single time. Yeah. And even like we, we talked to some of our leaders 
uh, last night at uh, our leadership meeting and we were talking mm-hmm. just about the first couple of weeks of being back in the fall rhythm and different things. And someone was sharing that exact thing. Yeah. They said, hey, I was having this conversation with this other person and they were telling me some of their struggles. And this leader said, all I did was share how those same struggles have looked in my life. Yeah. And that that changed everything for that mm-hmm. other person. Yeah. That person was like, really? Someone relates to me? Mm-hmm. Someone's mm-hmm. gone through what I've gone through? Someone has solutions? Someone found hope in Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. And that changed that person's eternity. Yeah. But it was just through the power of story. Hey, yeah. I walked through that mess, and mm-hmm. now that's my message. Right? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Super good. Otherwise, if you're looking to tell the, the holistic picture of your story, summarize it like a plot. Like mm-hmm. when you see the movie, there's this preamble, then there's this introduction, then you meet the characters, then you like have the <laughs> the r- rising action, you know, what's the, the climax, the the resolution, there's the whole plot arc. You guys didn't yeah, do this, that? Yeah, this I dude paid attention in, yeah, in high <laughs> oh, school, English class. High school literature. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. There's the plot arc and you can yeah, tell yeah. your story like that. Like build up to it. What's the desire? What was mm-hmm. the what was the need? What was the pain? What was happening before Jesus? Explain to them what it, what it was like, not only just like in facts, but in feelings mm. and, and, and build the story, then bring someone to this. What was the solution? What was the climax yeah. moment? What was the moment you met Jesus or the moment you, you, you turned to Jesus like and gave him your life? Because yeah, I want to hit that home again where maybe it wasn't a hand raised in a church. Maybe it wasn't a yeah. moment at camp. Maybe for you, it was just, Hey, over a course of a semester, I don't know, things changed and you started yeah. to really love and serve Jesus. Like that could be your moment, which yep. is stretched out. And then what was the mm. outcome? Like what's the resolution? What's the story he's continuing to write and to lead you into? Yeah. Let's tell a little bit just about our own personal. Maybe it Hmm. could be a a moment story if you want to share something like that. Maybe it could be like the more overarching. Mm -hmm. Feel free to just, why don't you start? Is that good? Yeah. Um, So I had grown up in the church. Um, I, I was consistently every Sunday with my family. Like going to church, we always sat in the back row. And I hated church because I was a kid and we went to a really, really boring old people church. And so I just picked on my parents the entire time, poked them, prodded them, pulled their fingers, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like that went on for like most of my life um, until I got super involved with like sports and stuff. And so I was traveling all the time. So I always missed church because I was off across the play- state playing hockey, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and so I really fell away from like what I thought faith was. I wouldn't even if consider myself a Christian when I did go to church. If, if someone would have asked, would you have said you were Christian? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. But, but looking I, back, you looking was, back, okay. no way I was a Christian. Yeah. Um, and then I had started to really rely on myself throughout middle school and high school to the point of like, yeah, I know everything. I'm smart enough. Like there's no scientifically possible way a God could exist, <laughs> anything like that, which was really dumb. Um, but yeah, even to the point where I would have like heavily considered myself an atheist. Okay. Um, and then I was just like in the wrong crowd of people. Um, and uh, for a season, I really struggled with like just suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And like as soon as that started, I had met somebody who was very adamant about telling me who Jesus was. They were like, you know, if you ever have any questions about Jesus, you're like, let me know. I'm more than happy to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And was consistently inviting me into this youth yeah. group called Young Life back in Rapid. Um, and I was very adamant. I was like, nope, that sounds horrible. I was socially anxious <laughs> senior in high school. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to meet people. Um, but after a couple of weeks of them nagging, I finally was like, all right, fine, I'll give in. Um, and in that moment, like, I had a woman at the well moment. I got my story told back to me that was like, mm-hmm. you know, you, mm, you're you either like the guy that was preaching who would end up being my leader was like, you're in three spots. You're either like totally good with God. Like you got re- re- your relationship down, like you're loving life. Like you're, you're far from him. You don't really know what's, what's happening or you've been hurt and you're looking for something 
to pull you back up that you're at rock bottom and you don't know where to like go next. And I was at rock bottom with no idea where to go. I lost all my friends. Like my relationship with my family wasn't great. Like just really was really struggling in life. I was like, all right, preach. Um, (laughs) And so I got involved and started going to small group every week, started going to young life every week, got involved with a whole bunch of friends. And then um, at camp that summer, I like had kind of been like, eh, living out the faith, but um, then I like had an experience like with Jesus, like out in the middle of the Rockies, like at midnight, all by myself, mm-hmm. and like that is where like I know that I met the Lord, and that's where I gave my life to Jesus. And then after that, um, I came to SESU, not by my own choice. This was the last school I ever <laughs> wanted to go to. I came, Jacks, baby. I came to SESU kicking and screaming. Um, but it was funny, my dentist at the time actually told me about this college ministry that his kid went to called Oasis. So funny. Um, he was like, hey, you need to check these guys out. My kid goes there and he loves them. Um, and so I did. The first weekend I got to SCSU, I grabbed some friends. Like, all right, I'm going to love Jesus throughout my college career. And like, I'm going to do it really well. And so I grabbed a whole bunch of friends. We came to Grace Point Sunday morning, first weekend, came to Oasis the first night and like fell in love with it. Mm. Like. And God was just doing some amazing work, like did some incredible things in my faith that like I really started to know him and to love Mm -hmm. him and like live out and get connected. And like I had longed for friends for so long. And even when I got to Oasis, that took a year and a half, two Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. to get. But I finally got that group of friends that like now the three of them, I consider my brothers. Mm -hmm. Like I know will be walking alongside me when I get married. Yeah. Um, So yeah, and now like, Literally, I work for Oasis <laughs> and for Grace Point. God yeah. called me into ministry, which is like incredible. Mm-hmm. I got to leave SDSU, move across the state to Brookings, and then come here and be like, hey, you guys got a job open? Um, but now I'm. I don't know if that's quite how it worked. You were just around all the time. <laughs> yeah. and really, yeah. You better really. pay this guy yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's that is true. I mean, the other people on staff, that's how they got on staff. They yeah, that showed is, up yeah. and started doing yep. stuff. Yeah, so um, if you want to work at Grace Point, I guess you just start showing up. <laughs> But yeah, and and now it's at the point where it's like, I'm working my dream job along with Oasis. Like I'm 21. I have my dream job. I'm Mm. set like loving life. Like God is doing amazing things through like what I'm passionate about and is calling me into new and like next steps. And yeah, it is, Mm. it is so awesome. And he's done amazing work. So. And it all started go? with your dentist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right>? dude, legit. <laughs> Shout out dentist. Go, go, go visit your dentist. Yep. Doctor. <laughs> Doctor whatever. Whatever your name is. Yep. You want to go? <laughs> you want funny. me to go? You can go first. Yeah, I don't think I'll share the whole overarch because I think some people have heard that before, but I might just share like a little bit of my call into yeah. ministry because I've been feeling that push. Just if you're listening or if you're someone out there that you've been like, I've wondered what being a pastor could look like. Um, I think a lot of people wrestle with that question as they start to love Jesus. And some of you are called and some of you are not. So do not hear that just because you have had that inkling or (laughs) you've heard that or you've thought that, that you are called to be a pastor. If you are called to be a pastor, God will make it evidently clear in your life and he will, he will bring you to it. I promise you. Mm -hmm. Because for me, he had to bring me kicking and screaming that I remember for the first time. And I'll share this story that I remember that when I was sitting in youth group as a senior, watching the pastor preach and thinking almost, it's probably one of the closest times I've almost audibly heard the Lord. And he was saying, you should do that. You should teach people the Bible. And for 20 minutes, as that guy preached, I was all in. I was about to walk out of that place, drop out of college, go to seminary. And then we hit, we walked outside the church, the worship center, and we were back in the foyer and someone was like, Hey, how was the message? And I was like, you know, it was good. And that was it. Like it was, it was a thought in the wind. You know, it was, I was never going to do that because I had these aspirations and these hopes to be something more than that. 
You know, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to make a ton of money. I wanted to like <laughs> have status and success and like comfortability in life and be able to do what I wanted. Like I wanted all those things, but yet mm. God was nagging and he kept asking. And it took not from my senior year, but to my sophomore year of college. It took almost three years for God to continue to bring this idea back up, to continue to have people ask me questions out of the blue, like, hey, have you ever thought about being a pastor? And I'd be like, you shut up. You leave. <laughs> you know, like, who who you been talking to? That's what, yep. You know, like, yep. you know you know who God is? Like, they would do those like weird things like that. And then there was this moment where I was listening to a testimony, right? Mm. Like, I didn't mm. even think about that until I said that, like, I was listening to Pastor Steve tell his testimony. And he was talking about how he had known he was supposed to be a pastor, but avoided it, went into engineering, spent 10 years as an engineer the whole time. He was loving the Lord, encouraging people towards Christ, having a ton of fruit in his relationships. But there was always this nagging in the back of his mind that he should have been a pastor. And so 10 years into his career, he dropped the salary, he dropped the title, he dropped the success, and he took a a, a crazy pay cut, (laughs) moved his family, did all of this stuff to be a pastor. And I was sitting there thinking, you know what, I think... I could go to law school, I could be a lawyer, make a bunch of money, achieve what I feel like I wanted to achieve, and in the back of my mind, I would still be thinking I should have been a pastor. Mm. And I didn't want to waste that 10 years. I didn't want to always wrestle with that question. And so right then and there, I was like, I'm going to be a pastor. Two days later, I get a message on Facebook from the current Oasis pastor saying, hey, have you ever thought about interning here at the church? I have never talked to this guy. (laughs) He got my name from someone else who I had not yet told. I hadn't told anybody that I wanted to be a pastor yet, that I had really made that decision. But there was this work that God was doing through this guy and through the pastor. I came in. I told him what was going on in my life. He was like, yo, you need to be here now. Like, (laughs) Clear your schedule. You are going to intern. And from there, I just kept stepping through doors, and I just kept being faithful. And I've never, like, I never imagined I would be here. I honestly never asked to be here, Mm, but this is where God has called me. And it's just been door after door. I've opened it and stepped in faithfulness. So if you're someone who is interested in ministry, let's have a conversation. If you're someone that God is leading in that way, or you're trying to figure out your own call, let's talk Mm -hmm. because it can be really beautiful. That story. Yeah. Jana, go ahead. That's good. Man, I've been racking my head about what to share, (laughs) (laughs) man. I feel like, yeah, what story. Um, But as I think about, testimonies i think some of the feedback that i hear from people a lot is well my testimony isn't that interesting Mm, or i didn't have this like awful life like we've talked about and then this crazy god moment yeah um and i've wrestled with that tension because i mean i grew up in the church my parents were heavily involved they introduced me to christ at a young age i gave my life to mills or in elementary school and just kind of have always i went to christian college have always been doing like just the right Christian things mm-hmm. um, and never had any major like bottom out moments or crazy life things like about a pretty good chill life for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, but I think my story and my testimony of, of how I've come to be is, is more about God's faithfulness to continue to Let's walk alongside me mm-hmm. than like anything I've done. Um, because even though I was, you know, as a high school student leading worship or on a leadership team or going to a Christian college or all these things, I hadn't stepped into the depth of relationship that God wanted to have with me mm-hmm. that I could have have. And, and even though I wasn't fully surrendered to him in that way, he continued to lead me into different places of ministry. Like my testimony of how I was called to ministry is I didn't have a clear call. Yeah. I just started doing what God showed me to do the next thing. And then That's all great. of a sudden I ended up That's here, awesome. which is cool. But I think like, let me encourage you in that. If you're like, I just grew up in the church and I've just always done this. Like you're, 
your testimony is still valid mm-hmm. and your faithfulness is still a story mm-hmm. and, and God's faithfulness in that is also still a story. Yeah. So, well, and I think there's been people and I've had this conversation where they're like, yo, I wish I had your testimony. Mm-hmm. Like people will say yeah. that mm-hmm. to someone who's got a crazier testimony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Ben got that a lot. Cause Ben was like an alcoholic and then like was suicidal and like super depressed and yeah. parent situation was tough. And he had this like super bottom out yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. And he, I remember like, He's had people and I've had people, they're like, I wish we had your story. There's such power in that. But I love how you said it. Like your testimony, if you've been faithful through life, mm-hmm. is of God's provision. Yeah. Of yeah. his faithfulness. Even yeah. when you felt like you weren't faithful, that you were still walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like God was always there. Yeah. Yeah. Like that who that's who God is. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's so good. And there's like such a beauty that's been lost in the mundane, like in this mm-hmm. world of like hot topics and yeah. like crazy okay. highs, crazy lows. Yeah. The yeah, mundane, like steady mm. is so beautiful mm-hmm. and it's been like horribly lost. Yeah. I mean, Paul's challenge to Timothy to live a quiet life. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. out there living a quiet life right now? That's like, if you are probably nobody's hearing from you because yeah. you're living a quiet life. Like that is totally so lost. Yeah. Mm. So good. Let's finish up here that. that even when it's not your story, story mm. is still important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as people sitting at the table, we have opportunity to share story of what God is doing as well as you have opportunity Mm -hmm. that maybe it's not just sharing what God has done in your life, but what you see God doing in the lives of others, what you see him doing just as he unravels his plan or Mm -hmm. unfolds his plan of redemption. So what I want to do real quick is just, why don't you share one quick thing you've seen over the last two weeks Mm -hmm. that you've seen God do that you just want to testify and say, Hey, this is who God is. And this is what he's doing. Does that work? Yeah. Oof. All right. All right. I can't go first. Neither can I. (laughs) All right. I'll go first. So we just had kickoff. We had a ton of people there, Mm -hmm. but even minus the people, we had our chance, like at our leadership meeting, to celebrate. And the amount of stories I've heard where it's individual people who have said, you know what, this is the the stake I'm putting in the ground to come and to walk with the Lord. For example, there was one guy in specific that I'll share who he moved to Brookings. He's been here for just a little period of time. And through the last couple of weeks of Oasis, he just feels like, this is where God has been calling him. This is why he's here. Like that moment yeah. where like we can be the answer to prayer, that we mm-hmm. can be someone's purpose for living in Brookings, yeah. like to, to meet the Lord here and to serve the Lord. That was pretty epic for me. That's good. Does that give you time? I think so. Are you All ready? Right. You want me yeah. To go? go for it. Go. He's about to. Were you both about to go? I think we both, we said both said go, go for it at the, the same, same time. time to each other. <laughs> you guys should keep this going. Tell your stories at the exact same time. And let's just. All right. So, <laughs> wow, we're killing it today. Um, so I get the opportunity, which I think is really cool. Of like, I will usually spend a bit of time during worship at Oasis mm. in the back row filming. Like oh, yeah, yeah. with my, yeah. you almost always see me running around my, with my giant camera, <laughs> like taking video. And there is just something about this last Sunday that like, when I was doing that, I felt the story of every single person. Like I could feel specific stories. Like I can see God moving in your life yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And like, that was just so like, it was so evident. Like I could tell that there's a story being told and a story being written in mm-hmm. that moment. And mm-hmm. so for, for people to encounter God through worship on Sunday was just so cool to like, just step back and just see, yeah. like, I know like God is doing something like he is writing something like there is something being formed and you're being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was just so, so cool to see. Yeah. yeah someone's worshiping. Cool. They look over, they see Dylan crying because they're worshiping <laughs> yeah, so well. Legit, you know? Yeah. They're like, what's this guy looking at me? And Dylan's like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> Proud good. of you. <laughs> Jane, what do you think? Um, well, I really, I just realized that you used 
we were talking about stories that aren't our stories to share, but this is still my story. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> but I think one of the things that I've seen God doing the most over the last couple of weeks is every time I have this thought or this like feeling of like, oh, like I just really need this, whether that's a person to fill a role in a mm. place where they can serve or um, like someone to encourage me in a specific way, like that has just randomly shown up. So it's like, yeah. like, I haven't got any volunteers to be like a sixth grade boys leader. Mm -hmm. And then some random guy emails me and it's like, mm, that was like <laughs> the day after I thought about yeah. that, you know, or like, um, like, man, I just have been really struggling with like whether or not I can be a good youth pastor to like middle school boys uh, because, you know, yeah. and then a middle school boy is like, I'm really glad you're my youth pastor. You know, like those kind mm -hmm. of things. It's That's like, good. oh, okay, God, I see you. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. And I'm sure we could keep rolling yeah, with story yeah. after story. I mean, they're even floating in my mind as I think about it right now. But we're going to cut it here, and we're going to encourage you to go and to tell someone a story. Yeah. Yep. Tell them about what God has done in your life or what you've seen God do in other people's life. Tell someone a story. Tell them a testimony. Praise God for what he's done and what he's doing. And then remember. Yep. That's where I kind of want to end this. That's good. Is like, remember what God has done. Like even after our leadership meeting the other day where we shared all these stories, this morning I sat down and I just re I just rewrote them down. Because there's going to be times ahead where things are tough yeah. and God feels distant and you're like really in the trenches or you're in the valley. And that's mm -hmm. when the command of remember is so important mm -hmm. where you get to look back and you say the same God who was faithful then he will be faithful now. Yeah. Or if you don't feel like he's faithful now, he will be faithful in the future. Mm -hmm. God is writing your story even when it doesn't feel like it. So remember what people tell you. Remember what you get to share with that. Peace out. We love you. Bye. Go do what you need to do. Woo. See ya.